Hello friends, how are we? I'm so glad that you're here on this Thursday. Um, I'm not sure if this is going to be like super long or anything, but I feel like I'm on an assignment and um, I feel like the Lord has really been downloading some things in me um, that need to be shared and that you need to hear. So I don't know if this is your first podcast or if you've been following me this whole time and on this entire journey, but I am so excited for one that you're here um, and for two that we get to spend this quality time together. Um, not together, but together, you know what I mean. Um, and anyway, so we're just going to dive right in. So today I really want to talk about, um, not living a mediocre life. Like, and I'm really like, I'm just going to go ahead and like, this is your warning that I'm probably going to get really into this. And so, um, if you're not into that, then you can just like skedaddle on out of here. But if you want to hear what I have to say, then I would love for you to stick around. So anyways, here's the deal. Um, I feel like somewhere along the way, our society and culture decided that we were going to just put God in a tiny box and we were going to go to church on Sunday and we were going to praise and worship and we were going to be like, yes, Lord, do all the things in my life. And then, um, we went home and we were like, well, this is it. This is all God has for me. And, um, I just want you to know that, um, God did not have a mediocre life, like in your, in your plan for your life. Wasn't it, um, never going to be it. So here's the deal. If you don't wake up every day. And you don't feel like, well, you know, when you talk to God and if you wake up every day and you don't say something along the lines of, wow, God, this is such a cool life. Thank you for giving me this life. Thank you for putting this path before me. Um, I'm so grateful. Like I have so many things to be grateful for. I have so many things to be thankful for. You ain't living it. Your life is just probably mediocre and you're just chilling and you're like, well, this is all I'm going to do until I get to heaven. Why? Why would you do that? Well, this is, you know, this is everything that God has for me. I, I have to wait until I get to heaven to, uh, to unlock anything past this. Who said that to you and why? Because if you don't believe that the same God who parted the Red Sea and can move mountains and can raise the dead and can do all of those things is not just as powerful and prevalent in your life right now as he was back then, then you need to take him out of that little bitty tiny box you've been keeping him in and like do something with your life. Because, and I can say all of this because I was that person. I was that person who was like, well, if I just, if I just make it through this, if I just get past today, like if I just, um, make it to heaven and like, that's it. That's all I want. But you see, if we, if we were put here just to make it to heaven, then like, what was the point of us being placed? And what was the point of us having like a calling or a purpose or if you were here just to make it to heaven and your life wasn't supposed to be exciting, then why does he say that like 
you have like a, a person and you're gonna have a family and why does he put desires in your heart and why are you passionate about some things and why do you enjoy other things over certain things like if you weren't put here for a reason or an ordained assignment and you just think that you're supposed to just be here until you get to heaven like you lied to yourself or somebody lied to you and I don't know why you let them do that to you so here's the deal I really just came on here tonight to encourage someone that if you don't feel like when you wake up every day that you are immensely grateful for the life that God has laid before you and for the desires that he's put in your heart and for the people he's placed around you and you are just not like, okay, Lord, you're incredible. This life is incredible. Like, I'm not sure how it gets better than this, but like, I'm here for it. Like, put me in the middle of all the good. If you don't feel like that, then whatever's making you not feel like that, get rid of it. Because, I don't know, it just bothers me that people are like, well, God is good, but this is just, this is all he has for me. If you really think that all he's got for you is I'll just use my, I'll just put myself out there, for example. Okay? I'll just, I'll do that. A year ago, if you would have asked me what I thought God had for me, I would have lied to you. And I would have said, God has a house for me. God has a okay marriage for me. God has a, he might have kids for me, but at this point, I'm not really sure. Um, He's got an okay job for me. Not really one that I like, but like it, it, it'll work. It pays the bills. Um, God has an okay life for me. That's what I would have said to you. Now, see, the thing is, is that if you ask me right now what God has for me, here's what I would tell you. God has a purpose for me. Okay, aside from all of the desires in my heart that he has laid before me, he has a purpose, a plan, um, an, an incredible life for me. And you see, the difference is, is that I got rid of every single thing and it took me a while. So don't just think that you can, I mean, if you can wake up one day and like, cut the ties by all means please do that for yourself because you deserve that but if you're like me and it takes you a minute and you cut a little bit off at a time and then eventually you're like you know what I don't have anything left here it's time for me to go okay so if you're like me and it takes you a little bit of time let me just be the first person to tell you it might seem like I'm not really sure I'm gonna make it through this but girl on the other side oh my word I don't know who this is for, but on the other side of whatever you're holding on to that you don't need to be in anymore, (laughs) it's a whole life that you like, (laughs) oh man, that you didn't even know it like could be possible. Like if you ask me right now, Bella, what do you think God has for you? You know what I would say to you? Which is so ironic coming out of my mouth because never thought I would say this, but God has ordained purpose for me. God has a family for me. God has children for me. God has an incredible husband for me. 
God has an incredible person that he has made specifically for me. And let me just, this is a side note, but maybe you're listening and um, you're like me and you thought you knew like the person that God had for you. Let me just be the first to tell you that there's a difference between thinking you know and knowing that you know, okay? Because um, there's a, there's an abundant amount of peacefulness when you know that you know that you know that there is no question, that there is no no doubt in your mind that there is a person that God has absolutely made perfect for you. No one is perfect, but they are perfect for you. They encourage you. They motivate you. Um, they are kind to you. I mean, all these things should be obvious, but in today's society, we, um, we kind of forget the little things. Like, we forget that people are supposed to be kind all the time. Even when they are upset, they're still supposed to be kind. We forget and we let things slide like, oh, they were just mad. They didn't mean it. No, no, no. No, no, no. Still supposed to be kind. And there's a version of you that doesn't exist yet. That is going to be extremely thankful that you knew that you knew that you knew without a doubt in your mind that you looked for red flags but like did not find them like you tried hard to find them but could not find them and that future version of yourself and your future children and your future family whoever they consist of like you are doing them a solid favor when you make sure that you know that you know that you know So anyways, that was just a little side note. But don't think that what God has planned for your life is mediocre. Because first of all, (laughs) y'all, this is good. But first of all, it's not your life. So if God has given you a purpose, a plan, and a life, and you give it to him... Okay, because when you get baptized, really what you're saying is, okay, God, like you gave me this breath in my lungs, but I'm only breathing because of you. Like you give me choices in life, but I'm only walking down this path because you decided that I was going to get to wake up in the morning. So initially, yes, he gave you life, but really every day you lay down your flesh and follow him so it's really not your life and why would you want to live a mediocre life or a life on the safe side that really isn't your life like it's his life he already has a purpose for you so like don't get it twisted in this world and in this society that you live in that like living a mediocre life is just something that you were um, destined to do because you need to wake up and I mean that so sincerely like wake up smell the coffee 
and figure out what is holding you back from living your very best life. Because, I mean, like, we say all the, you know, like, if you are on, you're big on social media or whatever, all the time you can say, yes, I'm living my best life and literally hate your life because at me, I did it for a long time, living my best life, loving life. And then really you go home and you're literally like, I really hate this dang life. Well, that's because you started doing things and you started making your own decisions with a life that really isn't yours in the first place. So the moment you start realizing that your life is not yours to do what you want with it anyways, and that you have a purpose and a plan and your steps are already ordered if you would just like, I don't know, do what he says to do. Like, it really isn't complicated, and we make it so complicated, and I say we because I was this person, like, we make it so complicated, and we're like, oh, it's really hard to follow Jesus, but it's really not. It's not hard to follow Jesus. It's not hard to hear his voice. It's not hard to keep him close to you, because I don't know if you, like, missed this somewhere, but, like, that's what you were literally created to do. You were created to worship in spirit and in truth. You were created to love Jesus. You are created to love people. I don't understand why you make it so complicated. And like, I made it complicated for a long time, but you were literally made to do these things. The only reason you're making it hard is because you started doing things that were out of your purpose. And when you start moving in places that are not meant for you to move and be in, Well, now you're distant from God and and you may go to church and you may worship him all day long. But like, can you hear him when he speaks to you? Because he does. Like, do you feel him when he's like, do you feel the Holy Spirit? Because he's with you. Are you in a place of, wow, God, you're literally right here in front of me. Or are you in a place like, hey, God, I really can't find you, but you literally have to be here. Because I've been in both. And I will never go back to a place where I can't feel God. And when important people enter my life, they're going to have to realize that, like, if you want to love me, then there's somebody that you have to put above me. And I think that that is, like, so hard for people to wrap their brains around. Like, I feel like when... Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's really hard. And it was hard for me to do this too. But it was, and it's hard for me to explain what I'm trying to say when I talk about this. But like, in a solid foundation. And this can be a friendship, a relationship, a marriage, um, whatever. There needs to be no one else in that relationship more important or in that foundation more important than God himself. Like even in your friendships, if you don't pray for your friends, they are not your friends. And I say that so serious, like, because those people, like you may see them all the time and you may think that you know them, but they are fighting battles that you don't even know about. And if you're not praying for them and fighting the good fight for them and with them and beside them, Do you even really love them enough to consider them your close circle of people? Like, I pray for everyone. 
but the people who are in my close circle, you best believe if you know, trust me, and you know if you're in my close circle or not. If you are, you best believe that I am fighting the good fight for you, whether you know it or not. Whether I tell you that I pray for you every day or not, I am fighting a fight for you that I don't even know about because that is my job as someone who loves you. You cannot say that you love someone and then never talk about Jesus, never pray for them, never do any of those things because here's the deal. When you get to heaven, it would really suck that you had the opportunity to fight battles with them, to go before them, to preach to them, to plant seeds in them, and you didn't. Because I don't know if you missed the part where we're all going to be together on Judgment Day or not, but it would really, how crappy would it make you feel? And let me just be so real right now. Like, I'm not sorry, but I'm sorry for, like, making this, like, super real. But wouldn't it really suck to watch them not get into heaven? Because I don't know if you know this or not, but the Bible is so serious when it says not everybody gets it. Wide is the gate, but narrow is the road. And if you have an opportunity to take people with you and you didn't, wouldn't that really suck? Like how crappy would you feel if you and Sally didn't both get into heaven together. And let's take this like one step further. If you're in an intentional, serious relationship. And you didn't pour into that person. And I mean like intentional. I don't mean like you go on a date every now and then. I mean like an intentional relationship. And you didn't pour life and Jesus and love and and all those things into that person. Wouldn't you really feel like absolute crap? If you didn't both get a well done my good and faithful child. And here's the deal. You can't change people. You can't force Jesus on people, but you can plant a seed that might change generations. And this is like way off topic of what I really wanted to say, but I just feel like it really ties into it because if you're living a mediocre life, you don't have it in you to pour into other people. If you're not filling your cup every single day with the goodness of God and the faithfulness, like no matter how... We're so concerned about situational issues and what we have going on around us that if we think it rains on a day where your hair looks good, your life sucks. It's because you're focused on the wrong thing. When you're focused on God and you're focused on Jesus and all the wonder and the awe that he has done for you, You will see him in more things than you even realize. No different than if you follow me, you notice that almost every day I do like a boomerang or a picture or something driving home from the bridge. Because I look out on that bridge and yeah, the traffic might suck and I might sit on that thing for 30 minutes. But 
when I look out there over the water and I watch the sunset above that, you cannot tell me that God is not real. I see flowers and the detail in, in all the things and you can't tell me that God isn't real. No matter what the situations around me look like, if I stay focused and if you stay focused, nobody will be able to tell you that God isn't real and that he isn't faithful. Even when you don't feel it and even when you don't see it. Because if it isn't good, he isn't finished. And I don't care if it takes you repeating that a thousand times in your head for you to get it. Because a lot of times it's our mindset. And that is the one issue that if we could just like do a reset. And we could do a hard reset. And just reset everything. And go back to the moment where you first loved Jesus. Or you first knew him. Or maybe the moment where life didn't really suck as bad as it sucks right now. Or any of those things like you would realize that you take that childlike faith back because it's yours and like just because somebody took it from you or changed your perspective on it or did all of those things like it's still yours for the taking that incredible life that you so deeply desire in your heart it is still yours for the taking so take it Friends, I hope that you love that. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, I love you guys so much. You're incredible to me. Um, You encourage me so well. And I'm so glad that you tuned in on this Thursday's episode of Encouraged by Bell. See you all next week.